Hello, Guardians. Welcome back to Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, is the Jotun Toten, the Vault Dwelling, the Mayor of the Deepstone Crypt, the Disciple, and my favorite co-host on the Citadel, Josh Finney. Hi. Hi, Josh. Hi, Corey. How's it going? Uh, man, pretty good. It's been a great week. Yeah? It's been a great, It's it's been a busy week, but it's been a good week. Yeah, it's been a it's been a really busy week for me, uh, in terms of recording and twelve podcasts. Well, I mean, since since last not three days ago Monday, but last Monday, this is my seventeenth episode that I've recorded of a podcast. So, uh, on top of work and my kids' first soccer game and. Uh, <laughs> birthday party and all kinds of fun stuff went to the zoo i got attacked by lemurs at work i showed you that picture that was fun attacked by yep that, yep attacked by attacked by lemurs for a second i i i kind of spaced out for a second because <laughs> i've got four different windows open that we we have we I have tower casual stuff open i've got skype open i've got the nfl draft open and I've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's no reason for the Browns watching. I'm wait. I'm waiting for my my for an email to come in on my Gmail. So I I've got all these windows pulled up on my very old small laptop, and it is, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to go from bad to worse over the course of this pod. So if mm-hmm. there is a random string of profanity, it's probably because the Seahawks drafted a quarterback. Or they traded a pick for Baker Mayfield. I swear to fucking God, if we trade our first round pick for Baker Mayfield, I'm done. I'm done. I will freelance. I will become a fan of any other team in the NFL that is not the Denver Broncos. I swear to God. Broncos and Browns are off the board. I will root for anybody else. (laughs) I'll become a Cowboys fan before I root for a team that traded away our first round pick for Baker Mayfield. And I like Baker. I, I... I'm like not giving Baker. you the ninth pick though for Baker Mayfield. I like uh, I like Baker Mayfield more than uh, the current roster of quarterbacks that are. Well, you know. good news for you. He's going to be a Carolina Panther. Yeah, well, the Panthers just took an offensive you know lineman, so they are probably getting Baker. That's fine. Uh, look, I hope Baker lands on his feet i know a lot of people think he's kind of like a hothead which he is don't get me wrong he is oh he is he 100 percent is but at, at least he doesn't have you know 24 alleged sexual allegations against him like that current quarterback so it's true hmm. yeah and uh that's where we're at yeah that's 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 where we're at and uh Everybody want everybody's calling for the Browns to re-sign Jarvis Landry, and that doesn't look like that's happening. Uh, he's probably going to go wherever Odell goes because they're best friends. But probably, probably, I digress. I we digress because if we start talking about sports, ladies and gentlemen, it'll be a full two hours of me talking about the greatness of Luka Doncic, and yeah. we do not need that in our lives mm. anymore. Yeah, than how are you already fe- be doing it? <laughs> how are you feeling about that, Josh? <laughs> Oh, I was real nervous. Those first two games, him coming back, I was really scared he was going to rupture something. But uh, you know what? We had a masterful performance on Monday. By the time you're listening to this, the results of tonight's game will have happened. Uh, It's the late game, so I will either be ecstatic all over Twitter on Friday morning, or I will just be a 
complete inconsolable mess that we have to go to a game seven against the jazz of all teams. Hmm. So nice. uh, it's either going to be a great, a very late, great night uh, where uh, people will get a lot of text messages from me, or I will just be completely and totally inconsolable. Hmm. So yeah. with that said, though, although people, speaking, of the, draft, speaking of the, the draft, sidestepping the draft for a second, there's a new Doctor Strange TV spot that just hit the draft. I am not watching anything else. That movie comes out in a week. Oh, I will dude. literally by the by the time you guys get the get episode ninety one of Tower Casuals next week, I will have already seen this movie. I'm I have tickets really... for next Thursday afternoon before we record Tower Casuals. All I have to say is that this trailer, I was. I was, I was, ex- I will see it, but this shot got me really excited for one particular reason. So, I'm excited. Anyways, Destiny. We're here to talk Destiny. We're not here to talk. We're here to talk Destiny. Stuff. So, yeah, not just, uh, not lament our sports fortunes. Yeah, I've been, I've been grinding. I've been uh, playing more. Get than those challenges normal. done. We've only got a couple weeks left. Yeah. So. Uh, been been having a good time. I'm ready for a new dungeon, you know. So yeah, yeah, ready for a new dungeon. Um, yeah, we've we've got some we've got some stuff here about uh about season seventeen and about uh, a little event that's gonna happen before then for the last three weeks of the season though, Corey. It's time for the one and only our absolute least favorite event ever. Yeah, games. To Except back. I might do it this year because the armor looks like it doesn't suck. I mean, you could just buy the armor and not participate. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's going to work. Same thing as always. Uh, medallions, uh, bronze, silver, and gold are earned by completing certain activities and mini quests called contender cards and platinum cards. Um, I do like what they're doing here, though. Um, higher tier medallions, which grant the most points, can be earned in activities like raids, dungeons, competitive PvP, the seasonal activity on Legend difficulty and more. Lower tier medallions drop in content like Gambit, Vanguard Strikes, Quick Play Crucible, and other Throne World activities at the standard difficulty level. Gold medals are earned by completing contender cards in the easier activities, whereas platinum medals drop where platinum cards are completed on tougher content. Play what you want, snatch pinnacles, scoop up some shiny medallions. So same thing as last year. We'll see if this is like any good. Um, I think last year was an improvement over the year before, but man, this is still pretty like, and this is saying something, this is far and away the worst of the four seasonal events. Um, they're all pretty bad and we've gone over why in detail in the past. And I'm sure we will relitigate this point maybe as early as next week, um, to remind everybody just why we don't like guardian games. But I think the hoops that they jump that, uh, and it's not Liana's fault, but the hoops that are jumped through in the Twab to try and like justify some of the decisions being made is a little absurd. Um, instead of just lit- literally letting it be like, ah, whatever the whatever the class you know that that participates the most wins, it's we have to add in all these modifiers. Um, and I understand that it's because you know hunters play the most PvP and things like that. Like it's beside the point. Warlock should just win it by default this year. Titans won it the yeah. first year. Hunters won it the second year. It's time to have a Warlock statue and just retire it after that. Every class has won it once. Retire it. Bring in a new event next year. Put this in the Destiny content vault, please. 
I don't know who at Bungie needs to hear this, but you keep designing armor for Guardian Games that looks like Sparrow Racing League armor. Yeah. I don't know if Sparrow Racing League is feasible or if it would take up too much memory to do right now, but God, it cannot possibly be worse than Guardian Games. Yeah, no, I dude, switch it out. Just, just switch it out. I, yeah. Mm. If you can't nail it within three years, it's time to retire. Bring back the revelry. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, mm. God, just f- figure something out, please. Or I'm begging you. Please. Bring back Prison of Elders, which is a fun activity I like to do. I know not many people like that activity. Corey likes that activity. I would take that I w- over Guardian. I would take Prison of Elders over Menagerie right now. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> tight. Thank you. People keep calling for Menagerie to come back, and like, I just think that we all forget. Menagerie kind of sucked. Menagerie sucked. Like, I don't know why people want that back. No, 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 can... so, okay. Look, Menagerie okay, sucked no, when they... because I did like 90 runs of that thing. We all have the rose-colored glasses of when people talk like, oh my god, the loot was so good. No, the loot was good when we could do the cheese to get like five drops in one run mm-hmm. by running in and out of the room as quickly as we possibly could. Right. Like, that's when Menagerie was good. Or when they had, uh, what was it? The, they had the weekend where you got, like, quadruple drops of whatever you mm-hmm. slotted. Yeah, it, like, it was, like, so the second to last weekend of the, yeah, the, yeah, that, that was, existed. And it was great. Like, that's why when people are like, oh, the loot was so good. Like, it dropped so much. No, you remember it when you were cheesing it. You don't remember how it actually, when it actually dropped, nobody played that activity when it right. dropped the way it normally did. Slotting the runes was tedious. I should not have had to go on Reddit to find a fucking chart to tell me what order the runes needed to go in in order to get said weapon or armor piece or something like that. That is completely and totally absurd. It was it was a prototype version of things that we have gotten in the future. Everybody saying that they like that event is the whole reason we had to deal with the hammer approving. It's the reason we had the splicer gauntlet. It's the reason we had the stupid, what was the stupid, uh, the stupid fucking lure. That's the worst. Those are all because you guys said menagerie was so good. The lure sucked. The lure, like, honestly, like, it's a close, like, 1A, 1B. The chalice was pretty goddamn close to being as bad as the lure. Uh, It was close. I digress. It, uh, dude, the lure was terrible. Terrible. It was bad. It was really bad. I digress, though. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But that was clearly not the answer, as far as I'm concerned. Um, just bring it back. Bring it back, man. Uh, I I would love Prison of Elders. But I, moving back to Guardian Games. Something new is coming back to Guardian Games. And this is something we've been asking for for a long time. I just can't believe it's tied to fucking Guardian Games. Strike scoring, which factors in playtime only for Guardian Games playlists. And strike medals, which are designed to reward players for pulling off pretty impressive feats, like taking out a ton of enemies with a fancy combat jig like Shatter. I don't really like the way that's phrased, because like, okay, well, like, could you give us some, could you give us some different examples? Um, (laughs) this should also help with players that feel like they are being matched with others that just zip right through strikes why rush when you can score additional points by going ham and show the bad guys what's up there are going to be two guardian games playlists this is where it becomes needlessly convoluted okay training and competitive and when you play matters 
On Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, the place to be is the training playlist. Here you earn practice scores, the combined score of your entire fire team. Friday, right. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday is the competitive playlist. This is where you earn exciting rewards. Players can earn buffs in the recreational training and competitive playlists by ranking medals. These last until the next weekly reset. You can use these buffs in the regular Vanguard Ops playlist as well. Players will also be able to unlock, tor unlock torches to light in the tower based on their highest score past a certain threshold. For example, lighting the bronze, silver, gold, and platinum torches grants rewards and a glow that can be seen on the right shoulder of a Guardian's armor. Lighting the torch is monumental when it comes to the Guardian game's experience, and we want you to feel that significance in-game. For personal medallion deposits, there's more glow action on the way with an accompanying left shoulder glow as well. Any progress is an accomplishment, and we want you to feel proud of the time you put in. I could not care less about this. That sounds... Mm. Past. Just, just bring but, back the halos we use. Bring back my glowing crown. Bring back my Destiny One Nightfall crowns. That's all I want. I just, I rarely call for things like, from Destiny One, but can I get this back, please? I have, bro. Please, I, I don't look. I, I appreciate that they're trying to do something that they think is interesting or different, but, but. To me, this is just like when everybody started copying the Wii with motion controls and everybody mm -hmm. wanted to try to do that. But at the end of the day, everybody just wants to sit on the couch with a controller. Look, Destiny, yep. I appreciate it. I do. But at the end of the day, all people want are some cool armor pieces. Some of them can glow. Some of them can have ornaments. Let's just do that, please. Like shoulder Please. glows just feel a little silly. Um, I don't know how to feel about that. But anyways, I, I think that this is just like just needlessly convoluted. There's three different playlists. There's three different playlists. There's you have to get buffs and it's just God, none of this sounds fun. Um, overall structure for Guardian games is designed to focus on skill level, meaning the higher scores are achieved by taking on tougher activities, defeating enemies, staying alive, and completing the activity in a timely manner. New bounties have been thrown in, blah, blah, blah. Um, we have updated uh, Contender and Platinum cards, as well as Medallion rewards for completing new challenges, like such as the New Raid and Legendary Master Lost Sectors, and Seasonal Content. You can choose to spend your time in newer content, but it's not required to participate. More options, more way to play, keep the fun fresh, blah, 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 blah. So all that's out of the way. So th this just does not sound... Uh, strike scoring, totally here for it. Just wish it wasn't only tied to Guardian games. I would like strike scoring regardless. Um, I get that it's a nightfall thing, but let's just bring it into regular strikes. Let's guarantee some rewards. Um, mm -hmm. I'm curious to see how... So when we talk rewards, this SMG, I'm actually really intrigued by this. And I want to see how it actually plays out because the perks that have been data mined are kind of spicy for it. But I really, really like the built-in perk. So it's called the title, and it's a hockey void SMG that is an aggressive frame. So it's a 750 RPM with a unique origin perk, Classy Contender, which grants class ability energy with final blows from uh, this particular weapon. It's kind of wild that they made a trait for one gun. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to feel about that. If there had been, like, past Guardian Games guns, like there have been for every single other thing, then, okay, mm -hmm. maybe you could do that because you could reissue those. I gotta think that this is gonna be an origin perk that's just gonna be retitled for each event and it's gonna be slapped on 
like the Halloween guns and the Christmas stuff. Like I have to think this is going to be baked into those, mm -hmm. but I have no idea. Um, players will have many opportunities to earn fully masterwork drops with double perks in the third and fourth columns. I like the design of it. I like the, uh, the default look of the gun. Like that's kind of cool. Class items can also be earned as well as another shot at air apparent and it's catalyst. So if you don't have those, this is the time to go do it. And the players that score in the top 10% of the activity will get a special emblem to show off. I I like this emblem, but it's the same thing we always talk about. We have so many emblems. I can't possibly use all the ones that I like. Right. Um, I saw a lot of people commenting on Twitter and on Reddit today saying, you know, why can't we ever get like a sparrow or a ship or something other than an emblem? And um, I think that a ship or a sparrow would have been fine here or a ghost shell. Mm -hmm. um, especially if it's going to be for like 10%. I saw somebody right. say, we need to, we need to be able to earn finishers from something like this occasionally. And while I don't disagree, I think limiting something like that to the top 10% would be like just wholly and completely absurd. Yeah. I think unlocking a finisher that like only the winning class can use would be way cooler. Yeah. That'd be like, cool. Oh, it's unlocked. It's automatically unlocked in collections for everyone. But like only if with warlocks, we're only warlocks can use it. We get class-specific ones every season in Eververse. Why can't we earn one during Guardian Games? Right. That's the time to do it, I would think. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, I don't time. work at Bungie. I, I just, you know, I'm an asshole who sits in his office that's not an office and complains. That's fair. That's what we're here for. We're just complaining. Um. <laughs> so, and then, then here we go. You know, we got another graph this week where we got to see what the engagement was um, or what the engagement has been for specific classes so far in Witch Queen. And I, this is also where it annoys me. Last year's games included a 10% catch-up buff that allowed for each class to have a fighting chance regardless of how many players are in that class pool. This was to encourage players to feel like they have equal footing regarding competition seemed to work out pretty well in the end. There's always room to make improvements, so this year each team's score multiplier will start with whatever value they ended on during last year's festivities. Titans, having placed third in the most days, will have the largest boost. Warlocks will have a moderate boost. Hunters will get the smallest boost. A little added bonus includes a minor 4% bump up to their multiplier for the class in second place with 10% bump for those in third place. And I, I mean, it's pretty clear by this graph they're expecting hunters to basically run away with the engagement in this activity. Um, the hunter amounts playing currently in game are hovering around 40% of all players. Um, Warlocks are around 35 and Titans are uh, probably around like 27, 28% somewhere in there. My math is probably off somehow, but that's the best approximation I can make best on the, based on this graph. I just, I don't think, I don't know if there's enough here to keep me interested. Yeah. I will probably play enough to get a couple solid rolls on the SMG like I do for every event that happens. I'll get a couple good rolls. I definitely want a few good rolls with Void 3.0 being a thing and with that contender perk. Because mm -hmm. um, it's basically Ikelos, but Void and with an origin trait. Right. So, cool. I'll take that. Uh, I'll gladly take the same roll I have on my Ikelos SMG, which I think I can get almost the exact same roll I have. Tap the trigger might be the only one I can't get. Um, but I know like Ricochet Rounds is one of them. Um, I really wish Seraph Rounds was in it, but it's not, obviously. I don't... 
whatever. We'll 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 see how Guardian Games goes. Um, I look forward to coming back two days in and complain. So mm-hmm. it could be way worse. Yeah. Um, and then okay, so Guardian Games Cup: A New Way to Win. With Guardian Games on the horizon, we're excited to see three classes battle it out once more, but that doesn't have to be limited to just in-game. We're excited to announce that Guardian Games Cup is happening at the same time and is a brand new out-of-game event that ups the ante a bit for a good cause. It's a uh, We thought it would be fun to task some hardcore Guardians with the hefty responsibility of being a shining beacon for their class. Which class will claim that podium's top spot? We'll have to wait and see, but Guardian Games Cup takes the anticipation and brings it into the real world. Uh, your, some of your favorite streamers will team up from around the world, uh, 42 teams from 14 territories in total, duking it out to show why Titans are the best. Okay. And deserve the shiny gold medallion. The top team will earn a custom digital piece by Gamma Trap, but the Guardian Games Cup will yet be another amazing charity initiative with Bungie, uh, the Bungie Foundation, because that there will be some prizes both in and out of Destiny 2 for participants to enjoy when donations are made to direct relief. One of these prizes includes a rad piece of artwork from the talented uh, Farian Arts. Um, we get like, n- there's like no other details about this, so I guess we're getting it next week. Yeah. Uh, this just kind of seems like a weird aside to put in here because it literally says we have more to share soon, including what teams you can cheer on. Like, I'm going to be okay. just absurdly blunt here. I don't care. I think yeah. it would be way, co- like, I think it would be way cooler if there was like, I don't know, like some sort of like, you know, digital reward or like physical reward you could get if you finish in first place. Like last year's was like, don't get me wrong. Like last year's, we we had some moments um, last year where I think it was cool and I I don't have it on me, but I, I did get my, uh, the Hunters won and I got the gold medal last year. Mm -hmm. I don't know where I set it out on my desk. It's, it's somewhere around here. Um, It may be in our room i think it's in our room somewhere um i have so many things packed up around this office right now but that was cool like i know the year before they did the boxes where you could get like a scarf you got a pennant you got a pin something like that that Mm. stuff is cool but i think it would be i don't know like right i feel like there's a better way to do this than hey Here's, you know, here's teams of, you know, streamers that you know, everybody already watches and or complains about all the time. Here you go. Right. Like, <laughs> I just don't like Halo keeps trying to make that happen during HCS events. And I just there is nothing that turns me off more to especially when it doesn't benefit my character in game. Why do I care? Right. I'm not getting anything for now. If you said something like, oh, watch, you know, watch uh, one of the streamers that's doing this for like two hours and you get you get an emblem. Uh, if you do four hours over the course of this event, you get a sparrow, eight hours get you a ghost. And like if you do 12, then you get a special finisher. Like, you know, right. the awards accumulate over certain weeks or time periods, then cool. Like that's what that's what Halo has done in the past, right? Like it starts yeah. out giving you like a nameplate and then, oh, we're going to give you a couple weapon skins. Then we're going to give you armor coding if you watch the finals, like that's all really cool and i'd rather participate that way that would encourage me to do this but this it's just kind of like unless you're going to outline to me how this is going to benefit me like and i'm all for charity initiatives i don't want this to come off the wrong way i love what bungie foundation does i i love the partnership with direct relief 
totally here for it. I will probably end up donating if I think the rewards are cool enough. I haven't donated yet this year. Um, but I just, I'm going to need this. I'm going to need to know how does this benefit my character if you want me to sit there and watch other streamers do this that I'm probably already not a huge fan of. I'm right. very picky when it comes to streamers that play games that I'm invested in. Like, I can't watch people stream Halo, and I have a very hard time watching Destiny streamers as well, frankly. Yeah. Um, and I think that's because we all have our own play styles, our own classes that we prefer, and just... I don't like the air of superiority that I see of a lot of, like, bigger content creators in big games like Destiny. Yeah. Um, and that's not me, like, as a little creator trying to, like, be like, oh, we're being drowned out. Like, no, it's just, I don't I don't like the attitude that some people have. Um, right. And I'm, I'm not going to name names. Um, but just there's, there's a lot of people who all they do is they just want to complain about the game and about the community and about the players and, like, everything is rigged against them like everybody's always cheating like no bro not everyone's cheating like yeah you're probably getting stream sniped but you know people people aren't always wall hacking you like you made a bad play that's all there is to it sometimes right and it's just it's gotten really cumbersome to i think deal with some people and especially especially on twitter it's just gotten to the point where like with a lot of bigger creators i don't like to engage there or on twitch because it's just constant constant complaint it's not even constructive feedback it's just complaining and then screaming and semi-harassing you know bungee employees for not making the exact change that they wanted um, right <laughs> so I, always... I just don't i don't i guess i'm worried that like this will be used to like just badger not even badger like to just like scream at bungee like if so-and-so doesn't do the best or doesn't win or it's perceived as it wasn't fair or what i don't even know how they're doing this like that's the stupidest thing about all this i don't even know how they're gonna do this yeah i mean okay yeah, like i mean uh, it, fuck it put them all in a gambit bracket make them all play gambit for three weeks like that that's that's your reward you get to play nothing but gambit and uh survival those are the two things you get to do congratulations right i don't know yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I just don't even know what to say at this point. Like, it just, there's nothing to say. Yeah, there's nothing I mean, to say. I, it's just like it's, like I said, I appreciate that they're trying something, but the things that they're doing just feel dumb. And the, especially like the hardcore, unless you're super a collectathon person, like, yeah, this doesn't feel like something people are going to engage in. That's, I mean, I don't really know what else to say. It doesn't feel like some things people are going to engage in. It really doesn't. So. <sighs> Anyways. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have... Oh, thank God the Seahawks did not take a quarterback. Um, <laughs> we took an offensive lineman. Of course, it was only after we traded away a generational talent that we finally did that. But, um, you know, well, you win some, you lose some, right? According to certain people, he is not a generational talent. So. Yeah, we we tr we traded away. Oh, God, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, let's talk about some in-game rewards next season, um, which is going to kind of lead us into our main topic. Uh, one of the main topics I want to get to. We don't really have a main one. We have a couple of little mini ones. Guardian Games criticisms was definitely like the first. Second mini topic I want to get to is uh, how how we do ritual weapons. Um, 
I so first off, the ritual weapon next season is the LMG Chain of Command. I like this. Um, this is kind of evoking like some twenty one delirium vibe, twenty one percent delirium vibes with uh, the Gambit ornament on it, uh, which man, I will forever and always miss that one. Um, I, I'm fine with it being an LMG. I, I want to be totally clear with the with the LMG buffs coming. This could be a really fun weapon in PVE next season, and I fully mm -hmm. expect to use it in strikes in the seasonal event, things like that. But I think my criticism of ritual weapons doesn't come from how we earn them. I think earning them in the track is totally fine. But I think that once you unlock it, you should... I really think we need to go back to getting the quests for the ornaments. Asking for two resets on each of the core three activities is simply too much to ask for for the typical player. Mm -hmm. um, for those who this is all that they play... I mean, heck, I, I have friends who this is just about all that they play. This is the only major game they play. Uh, they put it down for Elden Ring this season, but that's about it. Mm -hmm. um, they are usually wanting to raid or do Grandmasters or something like that. Like, asking somebody to go sit down and do two full resets of Gambit is insane. Mm -hmm. Two full resets of Vanguard rank is pretty crazy. Like, yeah. Crucible, I don't think is as bad because, I mean, that you can at least jump into with six friends. Have a good time. You know whenever Iron Banner rolls around, it's always double XP. Crack a couple beers. Have a great time on a Friday night. Um, and there's, like, multiple avenues to earn Crucible Rep. There's a rotating playlist that comes through. Different mode every week. There's comp you can play. There's trials you can play. There's Iron Banner. There's regular old control. Uh, I, with Strikes, it's, well... Go to the Vanguard Ops playlist or play Nightfalls, and that's still better than Gambit, which is just Gambit. That's the right. only way to earn that rep, and that is just... It's the worst. Uh, if I couldn't be motivated to get the Gambit ornament for Ascendancy during a six-month season, I'm sure as hell not doing it during a 13-week season. That's all I have to say on that matter. I'm definitely not doing it then. Right. Um, I, th I just think that that's kind of wild. That, oh, we're going to just go ahead and, like, double down on this. We're just going right. to keep doing it. I And I get that it's meant to keep engagement in some of those playlists, especially Gambit, going. Because otherwise, I think Gambit would just crater. Um, I mean, it's but, Gambit is just one of those modes where, like, I, I like the idea of Gambit. I really do. I think it's a yep. nice idea. Yep. yep. What what they're doing is not working. I the don't have a solution. sucks. I don't yeah. have a solution for them, but what they're there, doing. And here's working. the thing: once you introduced tracking rockets, there was no solution. There was no yeah. solution. The solution before that, because it was broken almost right from inception, and that was mainly because of invaders, right? Yeah. And yeah. so the the response was to drive sleeper and queen breakers into the ground, and yeah. sleeper only just recently recovered. It took two, almost three years for that gun to recover. Right. And even then, it still took a couple more buffs. Like, but ever since Truth got introduced, it's been bad. Like, Truth was bad, but you could at least, we, after a little while, you could weather that. Right. And then we got Eyes of Tomorrow and Stasis together. And let me tell you, it's been unplayable since Gallarhorn has made it even worse. Because Gallarhorn, literally anybody can go get. It has the highest usage of any weapon in the game right now across every mode. Right. That should just tell you like how absurd that is. 
and I don't I don't know what the solution is. They've tried nerfing heavy. They've tried adding a lot more adding the health of the prime evil and nerfing our damage to the prime evil was not it. But I don't I just don't know what to tell you to save that to save that gun anymore. I have no idea what to tell you. Um, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's possible, but it's kind of like how we said a few weeks ago. I think that that's probably a mode you're going to have to pull out of the game at some point and retool for a couple of seasons behind the scenes and then bring it back. Um, this is not something that I think that you can actually like fix in real time. Yeah. Just in my personal opinion. Yeah. So, um, I, I'm sorry to the, you know, dozen of you who really enjoy Gambit, but um, and I, it's kind of bizarre. I can't believe how many new players actually like Gambit. That kind of blows my mind a little more each time. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, the thing is, is like, it's not a bad mode. Like, <clears throat> until the Prime Evils come out is when I have a problem with it. Uh, I, feel I like... would argue. I mean, yeah, I, I have problem. I had problems with the Invaders, like, just the entire game. Um, I just... But I do agree, like, the primeval phase is, like, so hit and miss. I don't, yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. It's just, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. I really hope that it ends up being better mm -hmm. than it has been in the past, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold my breath here. Yeah. Um, if Gambit gets fixed, it gets fixed. If it doesn't, it doesn't. The, the main thing is we really do need a better way to earn these guns. Yeah, or these these ornaments. Excuse me. We need a we need a better way to earn them. And I think giving us a quest inside of each mode is the way to do it. And I get that with heavy weapons, that does make quests a little bit harder, especially for Crucible. Right. Um, but I think like maybe if you did something like team heavy kills count towards it. it doesn't just have to be with LMGs. Like team heavy counts towards it. Mm -hmm. Um. Then I think that would be acceptable. And the other two, like, oh, just go get LMG kills because heavy ammo is a lot more plentiful in strikes and in gambit. Um, I never really thought there was a problem with those three individual quests. I couldn't believe there were people who actually thought that that was too cumbersome for them. Um, like, for me, I mean, I usually ended up finishing those quests really quickly. Like, I had the ritual weapon by the end of, like, week one. I was earning the ritual weapon, and then I was working on the, uh, the ornaments just by playing the game. Um, and it's a shame when, like, I think that the ornaments look good on these guns most of the time. And I get that they're just, oh, they're just branded with whatever activity it was. But I think they genuinely look good. Mm -hmm. And it really frustrates me that, like, I'd love to have everything Gambit branded personally. I'd love to have all, all my pinnacle weapons with that on it. Like, that was the best Ascendancy ornament. I think it's the best one here. But there's just no way that I'm going to go do two resets. Right. And it's like asking way too much. I, I thought it was too much in a six month season. I think it's definitely too much now, especially when half of your double XP weeks are coming from Gambit Labs, which is taking an already terrible mode and making it somehow even worse. Yeah. So, uh, but moving on, move, moving on, other rewards that we're going to get this next season. Uh, playlist weapons. There's going to be three new playlist weapons in Crucible. You can get the Riptide Fusion Rifle, Gambit, you can get the Deadweight Shotgun, and in Vanguard, you can get the Strident Whistle Bow. I'll tell you right now, I am going to wait a full season to grind out that Gambit weapon. With the way that they do the Ingrams now, I'll just wait till it's in the Ingram pool, and then I'll just dump a ton of Ingrams for it. 
That's what I'm going to do next season for Heresy. I just cannot be bothered to go grind out another one. Thank God my first one was good. I will dump a bunch of Ingrams next season since we have to wait a season for them to be available at the vendor. Um, really interested to see what this bow is like. We've had a lot of really good bows recently, so can this live up to what Wolftone draw and what um, Under Your Skin are like? Or is this going to be more of uh, Fel Teradiddle? Is that, yeah, that's the, that's the, uh, the Wellspring one. Like, is it going to be more like that? Um, and then Fusions, I mean, that Fusion Rifle could go in a few different directions. Uh, but the ones I'm, I think I'm most excited about here, um, for sure. The Nightfall drops. We're getting a return of two weapons from uh, earlier in D2's life cycle. Uh, now with random rolls. Uh, the first is DFA. It's a kinetic hand cannon from uh, Curse of Osiris. Uh, this sucker was a 140, and I believe it had uh, the ability to do uh, to do two shots at once. Um, it originally uh, dropped with uh, opening shot Rampage, uh, and uh, you could get accurized rounds on it. I do think that people are really, really, really going to want this gun. Um, I mean, it's 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 a 140 hand cannon and a Nightfall. People are going to want the Adept version of it, especially when you consider that you have that built-in Nightfall perk now for Breaking Champion, uh, for bar not Barriers, but uh, for Stunning Champions. It regens the health. Uh, the one I'll be chasing is uh, Horror's Least, the uh, Arc Pulse Rifle. This was previously the weapon that was exclusive to, uh, I believe it was the Corrupted in oh. Forsaken. So it's interesting that we're going into like Forsaken weapons now. Because this definitely, this had random, I want to say this had random rolls on it. Um, and now it's like, huh. Okay, so how are you going to change up this perk pool? I, I'm very curious to see how this exists. This is a 540. And with the current meta, I mean, you got to remember, 540s, that's peace of mind. So mm -hmm. that as an arc pulse is a little spicy to me. Um, pretty spicy. I'm... It, it all depends. I really can't believe we're not talking about what the next 3.0 subclass is yet. That surely that's gotta be next week. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think the consensus is that we're we're gonna be seeing solar first. This is one I will be grabbing and throwing into the vault as soon as I can get an adept version of it to just have it for for arc 3.0. Uh, with everything working more in synergy, but some of the original roles you could get on this included, uh, well, I was back when full auto was built in, but you could get, uh, yeah, rangefinder, head seeker, Zen moment, uh, and there in that first column, then in the second column, you could get moving target, kill clip, um, and uh, I want to say a uh, dragonfly. So that's like that's kind of wild. That you could get those? I, I'm a little curious. Um, and then, the, I mean, the curated was Zen Moment Outlaw on this. Um, so I want to I see what happens with this, with this gun. Uh, I'm definitely curious to play around with it. Uh, and then, finally, I swear to God, it's like somebody at Bungie is listening to me. Trials of Osiris Weapons. Uh, Burden of Guilt Fusion. Um, that... 
probably confirms that the original fusion, uh, Exile's Curse, is probably not coming back. Um, so I don't, I don't know what this fusion is going to look like, especially if there's another fusion that's in the regular Crucible playlist. Um, I don't know what Burden of Guilt is going to look like. Uh, I'm very interested to see what this sidearm feels like. Um, sidearms are in kind of a strange place right now. Um, outside of probably Peace Bond and Brass Attacks, I don't know that there's any that I would be like, yes, I'm in love with this sidearm and I want to use it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Brass Attacks, was it, it was already good. Uh, it definitely works with 3.0 pretty well, I think. And then Peace Bond is just, if you got the Headseeker, or not Headseeker, with the uh, Headstone roll, uh, that works pretty good with Stasis subclasses. I still really enjoy using it. There's just so many new weapons that are so good right now that I've kind of put sidearms on the back burner. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely want to see what this trial sidearm can do, though. I will be 100% grinding out a roll on that next season. Yeah. Uh, and that's cool. Uh, season 16's weapons are going to shift over into the standard loot pool, uh, such as the Crisis Inverted Hand Cannon from Crucible, Herod C Auto Rifle from Gambit, and the uh, Vanguard Shotgun Fortissimo 11. Um, and then they'll have more on Season 17 as we get closer to launch. I feel like we're pretty close to launch now. We've got three yep. episodes left between now and Season 17 coming out. Three Gosh, I, can't games. Be- I can't believe Season 17 is already here. And like, <clears throat> I mean, I think it's just because... <laughs> I think it's just because last season was so long, but like this season felt like yeah. it flew by. And we had it. We have an expansion during this too. That's kind of the the wild part about it. I think. Yeah. So yeah. definitely not like super thrilled about some of this loot. Like I think for for every oh cool, there's gonna be a bow and vanguard, and there there's a there's a sidearm in trials, and horrors least is back. And there's another shotgun in Gambit. There's two fusions, and they could go one of two directions. There's the fact I still have to earn my stupid ornaments through resetting Gambit twice. Like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. That's just... Okay. Um, yeah. Let's... I, man. Yeah, it just blows my mind that like, you have to reset Gambit twice. Reset Gambit twice. Gross. It's just absolutely wild to me. Um, yeah. So I was I was just making sure there was nothing here at the end that we needed to talk about quickly. Um, I don't think there is. No. Nope. Uh, there's a trials lab vote going on. Uh, that's probably the last thing. Um. The next Trials Labs will be directly impacted by you. On May 3rd, players will receive an email from Bungie that allows you to vote for which map you'd like to see in the next rotation. On May 5th, the vote will close and the winning map will be revealed next week's TWAB. Um, so your choices are Vostok, Altar of Flame, or... Um, oh, God, I always forget what that what that last one is called. Um Wow, I'm completely blanking out. I don't remember what that is, but it it's the awful one with the uh, the caves and uh, the uh, the lush green vibe. Uh, I want to say that this is probably on Nessus. I don't I don't know, but all three of these maps are bad. 
for Trials. Uh, I'll be going for Team Chaos, though. I'll be voting for Vostok. I'm not gonna play. I'm not gonna play any of these maps in Trials. Who are you kidding? Um, the only thing that could be worse is if you put Eternity on here. So, if you want to torture uh, streamers, go vote for that. I highly encourage it. <laughs> That'll probably be for the last Trials of the season, too, frankly, uh, judging by the timeline. So, we'll, uh, we'll see how that one goes. But that that's it for the TWAM tonight? It's not a monster like last week. I didn't have to have drinks at the ready. Uh, kind of more in line with what what we've come to expect. Um, so I, before we before we shift to lore corner, um, we had two questions, and I, I think that they they both warrant some discussion here instead of just tacking them onto the end. So we're gonna yeah. shift up the order. We're gonna we're gonna do questions first, and then we're gonna go into lore corner. Uh, so nice. question number one comes from uh, our friend Joasis. 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 Question for the pod. Do you think a ghost will venture out to Oryx's body and revive him? So, no. Yeah, I, I mean, I the, the, the answer is no, but I could see some sort of manipulation storyline to make you think you're fighting Oryx again. Yeah. I think that's more likely. So here, Here's my whole reasoning for why I don't think that we're going to get a ghost going out there. I think it's too much of a cop-out. I think that they're walking a very thin line with Savathun being rezzed by an actual ghost and it not being an illusion like we were kind of hoping it would be. Her actually having a ghost and a lot of ghosts that were disillusioned with the light and rezzing the hive um it's not outside and i, I want to be really clear nothing is outside the realm of possibility right now right okay like savadoon being rezzed means anybody could be and i just her and Aldrin have both been rezzed now like two of the biggest villains in the destiny series uh -huh. i don't want that to become a crutch to like, oh, well, you know, you thought you killed your enemies, but they're all back now because some of the ghosts are evil. I think that's way too easy of a storyline. Mm -hmm. And I just, I feel like that's something Bungie won't do. But more so than that, I would have thought that would have been one of the first things, one of the first things that uh, rebellious ghosts would have tried to resurrect was Oryx. Unless Oryx's body, which... I'm I'm a subscriber to the theory. I don't remember if it's explained in the lore or not, but I could have sworn I heard at some point that Oryx's body actually got pulled in by the gravity of Saturn and it disintegrated in the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, because we just saw we saw it floating off into Saturn's gravitational field at the end of King's Fall. That's the last right. we ever saw the body. Mm -hmm. I'm personally subscribing to the theory that he was burned up. That if mm -hmm. Imaru was really looking to betray the Guardians. That's probably where he logically went to first. Yeah. Was to try and resurrect Oryx, and when that when that didn't work, uh, probably started trying to find, you know... Because, I mean, ghosts, ghosts talk. We know that the ghosts talk and share information with each other. Probably started searching, like, oh, they're talking about this Savathun person. Like, I gotta find her. I gotta find Savathun. And he found her, like, right after she died. By happenstance. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I would have to think that that would have been his goal first. Would have been to try and find, you know, Oryx or find Crota or something like that. And like Crota, well, you can't do that. We killed him in his ascendant realm. 
Like, Frodo's right. never coming back. Forex, right. there's been plenty of rituals over the years. We we prevented one. That's literally what the Pit of Heresy right. dungeon is, is us preventing his rise again. Yeah. Um, the closest I think we get is Savathun and then um, the Dark Blade being rezzed as the Light Blade. Right. So, what else do you do? Like, it's... So I guess I shouldn't say, no, it'll never happen, but I would put this in, like, I think there's, like, maybe a 5% chance that this happens. Yeah. Um, if they did, now, if they did it in a tasteful way, like, say they rezzed him, and that's how King's Fall is brought back, I wouldn't object to it. But I would need a really good story reason for why he needed to be resurrected. Right. And not just, oh, he doesn't like Rulk and the Witness either. Like, yeah. no, I'm going to need some real reasons here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, th- there's got to be a real reason to... to yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Like, there's too many... There's too many bigger threats now than Oryx. Not that, you know, Oryx was cool mm-hmm. at the time. But you have, obviously, Savathun is dead but not dead. You have the witness, you have Rolk, you have other disciples we don't know about, yeah. right? Like, I mean, there's there's too many other things going on now than to bring back old characters, in my opinion. Right? Yeah, we still I, have Zivu Arath out there somewhere. Z, yeah, I, I would rather fight Zivu Arath at this point. Um, or find out that like maybe a ghost had gone to aid her. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be objective to that. That would have a reason to keep the Lucian Hive, you know, in the storyline as as villains and whatnot. I mean, uh, let's see. Uh, Savathun is what a, a warlock, technically, right? I I mean, sure. She uses all of the supers, though. Like even even like Titan supers. Like she... I'm, tr- I'm, tr- I'm just I'm just wondering if they would try to form a fire team out of dead characters. You know. So or, like, she uses she characters. uses Nova bombs. She uses uh, the lightning. She throws the uh, the solar knives. She uses blade barrage. Okay, so she is kind of not anything, but everything. no, she she uses stuff from all three classes, right? Because okay. she does, yeah, she the, like the high like, view uh, stuff. She specifically does not use a Titan super, but she uh-huh. does use both Warlock and Hunter ones. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, the, so I mean, not to like side tangent or anything, but do you think that like that? Do you think that? Uh, uh, humans and the other races that have the light now kind of formed these classes to kind of keep things separated. Do you think technically we could use all nine subclasses or all 12 theoretically? I mean, theoretically, probably. Um, but I would say it comes from like disciplines that like those classes eventually split off into. Like, we know that the Golden Gun Super was originated by Shin Malfur back in the mm-hmm. dark ages because it was li- like golden gun is always my favorite example here because that's literally the last word he took his solar power and infused it with his gun so like i would not say it's outside their own possibility that one day titans were playing around with the void and managed to attach it onto a shield that some titan in the past did that and boom that's it like and taught other titans how to just generate that out of thin air then because it was such a powerful move like, because that's essentially what hunters do, right? With the golden gun, and that's what uh, warlocks do with the dawn blade and with the uh, the well of radiance. Like, I would not put it past that to know. 
but I would say that like certain moves are definitely going to be made easier by your class. Like hunters being able to pull out the bow, that's because you know that they're like opulent stalkers, right? Like it's right there in the right. name of the menagerie. With right. warlocks, you know, you're hovering around, you're using tickle fingers. It's going to look a little silly if you're a big hulking titan running around shooting Emperor Palpatine lightning out of your hands. <laughs> um, or if you're, you know, you're a hunter running around with like this big ass shield, you know, it's going to look a little silly. Like, I would love to be a hunter with a small shield and like a short sword out. I think that would be so cool. Yeah. But. Like, I recognize, like, no, we're the ones that it makes sense for us to have the bow, for the Warlocks to have a sword and the Titans to have a shield. Like, I, I think they're all, like, there may be, like, one super for each that, like, ah, anybody should be able to generate that. Like, like anybody should be able to generate a little Nova bomb right. or something. I think anybody should be able to pop a bubble. You know, yeah. pop a little bubble or pull out, like, a flaming hammer and just, like, play around with it. Like, right. anybody should probably be able to pull out Golden Gun. But yeah. what what are you gonna do? Like right? What do you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that I think that that is something I'd like to revisit once we have all three three subclasses out. Yeah, I'm like, oh, so hunters get a javelin now. Okay, okay. Just to see how yeah. that goes over because it's it's not gonna go well. Yeah. <laughs> um. Question number two, and this is a bit of a long one, so I, I transcribed it earlier. I kind of lost my notes, so I am going to do this on the fly. This one comes in from Andre. Uh, Andre asked us, uh, in a future expansion, what if there was a Horde-style mission set in the tower that, uh, like, the tower's had to be evacuated because the witness is there and is, like, trying to take it over and just onslaughts of enemies are coming at you while Zavala and Ikora are evacuating everyone and you and your fire team are left as the last line of defense and your equipment gets locked. What is, what are your three ideal weapons that you would have on? Oh God. What's your subclass? What, what's your class? What's your subclass? And are you what, like, what kind of armor are you rocking here? Are you rocking any exotics, any special mods? Like what is your ideal last stand loadout? Like, as a solo player or as a team player? That's the uh, thing. I'll let you take it either way, because I'm going to present two scenarios. So I'll, I'll go I'll go first to give Corey some time to think. So... I mean, I have is, my team player one. I just I just don't know if that's... If you're talking solo either, because, like, I, I mean... I, wh why not both? Why not both? Okay. Uh, so... Well, you go first then, and I'll try if, to think of a solo. Uh, so if, I, if, I'm, if I'm stuck doing this solo... Uh, if I'm if I'm doing it solo, I'm gonna rock stasis because I want that. I, so I'm gonna be on my hunter, of course. For both of these, I'm gonna be on my hunter. I want to rock my stasis subclass so that I have that stasis tornado that can just like move across the battlefield, dealing massive amounts of damage to red bars, or it can focus on a yellow bar to keep stunning it for me and keep you know keep freezing it, keep dealing continuous damage. I want to rock those dusk field grenades. Uh, again, to freeze enemies in so I can throw my shurikens at them and just break them, shatter them apart, deal shatter damage to everyone. For my three weapons, uh, because he did say we could use vaulted or unvaulted weapons. Um, if this is really going to be my final stand, I'm going over to that vault. And guys, I'm pulling it out. I'm pulling out patron, a patron, uh, a patron of lost causes. I'm pulling out my Saint wow. 14 scout rifle. I'm using it. It's going to be in my final stand loadout. 
I don't care if it's meta or not. It's going with me to the end of the line. That would be a cool. That'd be a cool weapon to add to the trials pool. By the way, I I have my own conspiracy theories for how some of these weapons are going to start coming back. Oh, um, you yeah, can't just God, what unleash that information and not share with me, especially Saint weapons. Especially Saint weapons. Uh, so actually, man, I actually don't know. I think I would have to flip a coin because, on the other hand. On the other hand, I am the master of pulse rifles, and I have my beloved blast furnace sitting right there. It's there, right you there. Love blast furnace. I think you like <sighs> blast furnace more than anybody. <laughs> I did have the curated role. I really, really liked my blast. That's it. Blast furnace is coming out. Patron, you've served me well. I'll throw you to Saint Fourteen while we're on the battlefield together. So I'm pulling out blast furnace. For my secondary, again, we can go with retired weapons. Baby, Recluse. Recluse is the way to go. I gotta bring Recluse back in. Slap on that targeting that targeting adjuster mod. We're in business. And then last but not least, we're, we're talking... Because we're talking, we're doing this solo. There's only one exotic that you can possibly rock when you're by yourself. The one, the only, the OG himself. It's like if the it's like if the Rock were to climb into the ring at WrestleMania right now. By God, that's Gallerhorn's music. I gotta rock Gallerhorn if I'm a solo player. You you need those Wolfpack rounds. Um, as for exotics, you do. I'll need them. I'll need them. No exot. No exotics going in solo. No exotics. Oh that. Hmm. Hmm. That's because, a risky. That's a because I'm gonna rock my I'm gonna rock my radiant light. I'm gonna rock my powerful friends. Since I run a whole lot of arc armor, I'm gonna get plus twenty to those stats. I'm gonna continuously have my melees and my abilities up. That is what the whole build of my stasis class is is centered around. That I'm gonna have all my ammo scavengers on. It's gonna be a good time. If I have to pick an exotic, I'm gonna run the Aeon Swift gauntlets. So that every time I do a finisher on champs, I'm generating heavy ammo. Hmm. Double primaries, baby. Double primaries. Now, if I'm going in with a team. If I'm going in with a team. We're going to switch it up. We're going to run Tether. We're going to deal massive amounts of damage with Mobius Quiver. We're going to rock those Orpheus Ooh. rigs. Ooh. We're going to do the Orpheus rigs. For our primary, we're going to keep running Blast Furnace. For our secondary... Someone's got to do it. Someone has to do it, Corey. Someone has to be the divinity bitch. Mm. I'm going to be the divinity bitch for the final stand of the tower. So that the citizens of the tower can get away. So that the fallen bookie can get away. I'm going to be the one who does it. I'm going to be the one who does it. To protect the ramen shops. To protect the smallen. To protect Zavala and Keitel's sex tape from getting out. I will be the one to wield divinity. And then for my heavy, the, the, the heavy, I think, is probably the hardest choice here because I can't rock Gallarhorn. So what do I do? I envision my hunter as the one making the noble sacrifice here. He's going to pull out Falling Guillotine, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy. He's going to charge right on into the fire. We're going to have a true Lord of the Rings Return of the King moment where he's going to turn and he's going to look at the members of his fire team and he's just going to say, for Cade. 
And he's going to rush in with that glorious, gigantic, fucking purple blade. And just start swinging like crazy. Wow. Whirlwind blade and Vorpal weapons, my friends. Wow. Wow. And at the end, on the, on the bodies of a thousand corpses... That's, uh, he's just gonna he's gonna pull out his his callous uh, throne emote and just be chilling. That's uh, that's impressive, Corey. So, what do you have? What do you have here? All right, so I think I'm playing aggressive here, Josh. Okay, you Ooh. ready? I'm I'm playing aggressive here. I'm 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 going. It's so, a solo build. I'm going Galhorn, right? I mean, you have to have Galhorn with those wolf wolf backgrounds. Yeah, right? if you're going solo, you gotta have Galhorn. Yeah, uh, but. On top of that, though, Josh, I'm going aggressive. I'm going, I'm going glaive, man. I'm going glaive in my secondary spot. For You're fun, going glaive. Yeah, I'm going glaive. <laughs> sounds well, ridiculous. Titan, so it sounds ridiculous, guys. But, but with a with a resilience and recovery build on my armor, I can be slow. I can be slow. Okay, but I can take some hits. Okay. So we're, we're, we're doing the glaive and then you gotta, you gotta have your mid range weapon there, Josh. You gotta, you gotta have your mid range weapon. We're going, we're going, we're going some hung jury with, with dragonfly on there. Got some spicy dragonflies on there, you know? So that's, I can dig it. I can dig it. That's where I'm going. Some exotics. I think, I think for a, I'm, I'm is he going to run Helm of Saint 14, ladies for, and gentlemen? For a solo build, I am not. Okay. I'm going to get a little spicy here, Josh. Okay. We're going void, but we're to, to get the most out of everything I have, Josh. We're going. We're going. Hold on to your seat here. I'm holding on. I'm holding Ar- on. We're locked in. We're going armamentarium to get the armamentarium. Getting them double grenades in there. Double grenades. Double and uh, did you say did you say we're rocking void here? Yeah. We're rocking okay, we're rocking okay. shield. We're rocking some shield bashes for this solo build. Okay. But uh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna run some uh some armamentarium. So. Alright, now br- bring it home for me. What are you doing if if we're on the battlefield together, what are you bringing to the fight? All right, so what what I'm bringing? Oh, by the way, first of all, solo build, putting on them, putting on that short, the short barrier with the with the healing ability. So the recovery yes. ability. So yes, that's, that's, that's a must. It's a must. So, uh, so my team my team build is pretty much the build I run now. Right, let's helm of Saint fourteen. Got a little bubble. Got that weapons of light, armor of light ability. Uh, you know, just to protect my teammates, you know, but we're going, we're going some, uh, you know, Josh, I like your fallen guillotine. I, I like your fallen guillotine idea. Uh, so I think, I think we're going to do some, I think we're going to do, do some fallen guillotine, right? We're going to do some, uh, we're going to do some outbreak perfected, right? Ooh, got it. Got to get that spicy like nanites. Yeah. And you know, with that catalyst, man. A catalyst makes that gun infinitely better. So we're gonna run that in the second in the and then the second slot, Josh. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna run some uh some shoddies. We're gonna with some with some Vorpal on there. 
Okay. Right. Okay. You know, gonna gonna run that. You know, in case they come in and you know you see the see the enemies kind of oh my head because the bubble because of Helm Saint fourteen I can't see in here. Boom, dead. It's my it's my team. I like build. it. I like it. So that's it. That's all I got. It's not all exciting, right. but it's effective. Okay, that's that's a hey, Titans... we didn't say it had to be we did not say it had to be exciting. We just said it had to be efficient here. So there you have it. That's what Corey and I would bring to the battlefield if we were solo defending the tower or if we were with a team in a five minute horde mode, which I would put serious money on this happening like sometime in the next yeah. twelve months. Yeah. So well, the next you know 12 what, to twenty four you know months actually, coming to a tower near you. You know what I actually think would be really cool to build off of this mode, Josh? Hit Maybe me. not like a horde mode per se, but remember that uh the hive buster mode in Gears Five that like it was a cool idea, but it kinda sucked. Yes. We're like, okay, so you start in the tower and you're making your way through the tower and you have to make your way to the helm and watch it take off. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, I I wouldn't mind that. Um I think that I think that would be cool. I, I do want to see like I want to see more horde style modes. Like more mm-hmm. things like the exorcism mission will mm-hmm. be would be appreciated. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Um I think I would have enjoyed the final splicer mission if it hadn't just been like, ah, here you go. It's, it's just another expunge. Right. Um, cool. Awesome. Like the, the, the Quaria mission was way cooler than this. This is just another, uh, override and expunge. Awesome. The cutscene at the end made it worth it, but, uh, Man, could we get to, like I want to have some NPCs doing this with me too. Like I want Crow to I want Crow to be positioned like on Amanda Holiday's ship flying around sniping for us. I want Saint popping bubbles. I want to see Zavala out there fist of advocating things to death. Ikora apparently can throw every super at once. So let me see some let me see some Nova bombs, Ikora. Yeah. Can I get I'll, some Nova get, bombs? Can I get Eris popping up stasis barricades for me and my allies? Let's get Valus Forge bringing his giant axe back. Dude, if Valus Forge does not drop in in a cabal ball and crush me, has this even been worth it? With some cool new Iron Banner slash cabal style armor. Could you imagine? Yes, you could, because speaking of Valus Forge, we're going to talk about him right now. Let's do it. We're going to talk about it right now. Chapter 5 from the Quintessence lore book. Right Proven. Lore Corner? Lore Corner! Lore Corner! Lore corner. Finally making its return. This is actually a fairly decently long piece, so this is going to be our Lore Corner for tonight. Um, yes. also, and that has nothing to do with the fact that my computer is at 15%, and I have no power cord near me. Saladin hears Keitel's voice boom over the endless drone of the Imperial Cruiser's engines. Grains of bloodied sand trickle from the ceiling of the cabal-sized elevator and fall against his helm as he rides up to the brightly lit arena floor. Grun Orak, Valus in the Emperor's service. You challenge the Iron Lord Saladin Forge, Brachus in the Empress's service. You outrank this man. Her words circle the spectator stand, sending a hush throughout the gathered crew. As it should be, Orlok, his challenger, stands not ten paces in front of him. Keitel presses. Why challenge him? Did this man slight you? Orak turns to her, kicking up sand. 
He walks our halls, trains our soldiers, and shares our meals as if he is Cabal. That slights. He is not Cabal. I am not the only one to say so. Saladin looks to Keitel. He had attempted to stop this, tried to staunch unnecessary violence with reason. But tradition is not so easily denied. Earlier, do-do-do-do-do! This is ridiculous. Killing your officers only weakens us. Saladin stepped towards Keitel. Even seated in her chambers, her eyes were level with his. Funny how our perspectives have shifted since we first met, Keitel grunted. Why are you humoring this? Quieting rebellious words does not weaken us. It binds authority and blood. Keitel looked back to the myriad of data pads on her desk. If he submits, no one has to die. That seems likely, Saladin quipped sarcastically. Keitel stood. He wants you stripped of your rank and made to clean war beast pens indefinitely. And that is worth his life? I know pride isn't a foreign concept to you, Lord. Keitel spat out his title and walked past him. Saladin sneered. The Empress turned to him as she opened her chamber doors, ushering him out. What if you lose? He huffed so hard he almost choked. Now. Keitel nods to Saladin. To Orak, they nod back. When the rite of proving was conceived, it was to be a level field of battle. We honor that tradition here. Kaido slams a fist down for emphasis before pointing to the arena floor. Single combat by blades. One life, no light. Death or submission determines the victor. The crowd erupts and roars as the weapon rack rises from the floor. Orak lifts a heavy cleaver from the rack. Saladin sees his own axe there. He glares at Keitel for taking it without permission and lifts the axe. With weapons drawn, the rite of proving begins. Orak lunges and thrusts the cutting edge of his cleaver towards Saladin ribs. Saladin sidesteps the massive cabal blade and bats it down with the, with the haft of his axe. The two test each other's range and speed with a series of back-and-forth half-committed strikes until Orak gains favorable footing and bursts forward to swing at Saladin's waist. Saladin narrowly tumbles over the cleaver. Sparks of contact split from his leg guards. He lands on his knees and jabs the blunt end of his axe against Orak's exposed throat. This is your one chance to yield, Saladin says as the Vallis sputters for air and stumbles backwards. Orak's cough turns to laughter. He kicks up a cloud of sand and leaps with his cleaver brandished overhead. Saladin wipes gauntlets from his vi grant granules, not gauntlets, from his visor and raises his axe to block Orak's heavy swing. The Iron Lord absorbs the shock and controls Arak's blade, sliding it down to catch on his axe head and pivoting the weapon's hefty pommel to butt Arak hard in the face. Arak staggers away and slashes wildly, splitting Saladin's visor and drawing blood. The Iron Lord throws his ruined helm to the ground and wipes blood. He advances, ducking under a deterring swing, parries a second chop away and severs the Valus' hand. Yield, Saladin growls as blood pours into the sand. Orak looks to him, the cleaver still clutched in his detached hand and back to Saladin. Never to you. He dives for the cleaver. Saladin swings, catching Orak's jaw, spewing blood. Orak tenses for a moment, then falls a limp. The Iron Lord sighs and wrenches his axe free, painted as a warrior in the eyes of the Cabal. Cheers erupt, and Keitel's voice cuts through the frenzied crowd. Rise, Valis Forge. This is just, this is fucking brutal. This is Russell Crowe in Gladiator brutal. Like, I don't know who Joaquin Phoenix is here. I would imagine that he has to be Orak. But, man, this is, this is Russell Crowe in Gladiator through and through. This is just wild. 
Uh, Saladin is a Valus already. Like, he's already been promoted from Baracus. Right. That's that's crazy. He He's become literally one of the most powerful people in the Cabal army pretty much overnight. Right. Without using his light. So if right. he's that good of a warrior without the light, imagine him with his ghost. Right. Oh my gosh, dude. Like the more, the more we talk about Saladin and like, obviously his rise in the cabal army and like, he must be like, like the greatest, if not one of the greatest guardians to ever live. Right. I mean, like, in terms of, of fighting and I mean, I know earlier what last season or earlier this season, we talked about how like he's kind of exploring death in a way that like somebody who lives for hundreds of years might start thinking about it. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. they obviously don't think about death like we do because they can be revived and, you know, as long as their ghost is alive, they're alive and that kind of thing. But like, you think about all the all the shit that you've gone through in your life in like 20, 30, 40 years, right? And like you multiply that by 10, <laughs> you know, and how much more do you go through, you know? And it, it's I wonder if his rise in this kind of fight, I wonder I wonder about Saladin, but there's no denying that he's definitely just one of the greatest guardians who's ever lived ever yeah i mean when we talk about like the legends of the destiny universe we talk about legendary guardians you know we think of people like andal brask we think of kate six we think of uh shin malfer like and yes i'm being a little biased those are all those are all hunters uh we think of lord Fellwinter. we think of you know saint 14 we think of these legends who you know were dead or well past their prime we forget that we have living legends among us, I think, a lot of the time. You know, Osiris has been stripped of his light, sure, but he's still one of the greatest minds to ever walk the planet Earth. Likewise, Saladin is probably one of the greatest warriors in human history at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, because if he can do this without his light, imagine what he can do when he can just be resurrected over and over again. Right. This is a guy, of anybody else in the Vanguard, this is the guy I would not want to piss off, like, the most. Right. I would be I would be scared of pissing him off more than anyone else. Like, we haven't really seen a whole lot of combat from Zavala. We've seen Ikora throw a whole bunch of supers out there. Yeah. The fact that we haven't seen Salad and Shaq's fight kind of worries me, because uh, I think that those two back-to-back would just annihilate an entire army. Right. So, this is, I think this is really cool. This is also a really cool insight into Cabal Customs. Like, the Rite of Proving was not just, it's not always a striker, a battleground, guys. The Rite of Proving is fighting a warrior. It is one warrior against another. Mm-hmm. Is what it is meant to be. And, I mean, I, I respect that Saladin, as a warrior, is like, you are going to weaken your people by me killing this person. You can stop this, but Keitel probably blinded by tradition doesn't want to Mm -hmm. i and i think eventually that's going to end up biting her like yeah either the cabal are going to yield the salad and or he's going to literally kill them all from within and that's going to be a real big problem when he has to command all these inexperienced brockuses that are being promoted to fill the holes right so because i mean this is a valis who challenged him imagine how many brockuses have tried to go up against him now right 
I, I hope we just get, like, a little update in the Iron Banner lore, like, every season. Like, yeah. you see, like, more and more, like, blood and, like, chips taken out of his armor eventually. Yeah, I really want to see... I really want to see him come back in new armor next season. I, I feel like we're getting that with the Iron Banner rework. It's the perfect opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, and, like, I, I would see, like to see that as well. I want to see him in cool armor, and I want to see cabal themed iron banner wolf armor that's what i want to see so bad i would like the i would like to see um iron banner cabal armor uh, i want it to be war beast themed though i don't want it to be wolves i want mm-hmm. i want to wear the pelt of a cabal war beast mm-hmm. give me give me an iron banner exotic that i can earn and it's just a cabal sword yeah Oh my god! I just no, we can't talk. We can't talk about this. It's gonna, it's gonna go not safe for work real quickly if we talk about like the possible rewards that I could see out of this. So, I just, I think, I think that this is just a great opportunity because, like, look the the weird water themed set we got the last couple seasons is just ugly. I hate it's it. not, it's not doing it for me. No, you can't even see out of the helmet for hunters. We have a plate in front of the eyes. Yeah. It's, just, it's not good. Corey, get me. Corey, get me out of here. All right. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching this episode of Tower Casuals. Remember, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, please leave us a five star rating and a nice review. It would really help us out a lot. Uh, thank you to all the new guardians who keep listening every week. It's very exciting to see uh, our community grow, and it's it's just fun. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tower Casuals. Leave us your questions. Uh, you don't have to wait for uh, us to post a, a thing asking for questions. If you tweet at us, you can just ask us a question and we'll add it to the doc. You, and, you, uh, you can you can tweet us at Tower Casuals, towercasuals at gmail.com. You can hit Corey or I up individually. Uh, yeah. Get you know, it, I, guys, we, we will write these down, I promise. Yeah. We will write we these will. down. And also, can we get Andre send in his video while uh, he was <laughs> he was on his break at work? which is what was cracking me up when I was looking at. I saw some of the stickers on your hard hat. Can we get my man some Destiny stickers? Yes. Come on. Bungie, please sell some Destiny stickers so we can uh, we can pimp Andre's helmet out. Or what we could do, Josh, is open a Tower Casual store and sell some, get some Tower Casual stickers and send them his way. Could do that, too. It's true. Just we could do that. Throwing it out there. But Bungie, seriously, stickers. Yeah. Stickers with every order, Bungie. I order enough from you. Please send me free stickers. Set, they should send stickers with every order. Kraken Dice does that. They do that for the D&D dice that I uh, that I buy. I would really like to get free bungee stickers. Nice. Do it. Do it. Josh, where can we find you? <sighs> Twitter, at Josh underscore Finn, two ends. Again, you, you'll probably find me being either really, really happy or really, really sad about the Mavericks. The Seahawks drafted an offensive lineman. It's going to be a successful night. We did not take a quarterback in the first round. It's going to be great. It's because you're getting Baker Mayfield at the end of the night. You better get Baker Mayfield at the end of the third night. <laughs> you, I'll take him off your hands for a seventh round pick and you guys pay his salary. That's probably what's going to happen or we're just going to straight up cut him. <laughs> so uh, you can find me at I am Corey and HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can uh, find me hosting a plethora of other podcasts. And uh, yeah, that's it. I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening. And until next time, we love you. Goodbye, Guardians. 
See you next time. Goodbye. So long. I'm not doing it, Corey. <laughs>